Hello and welcome back to another episode of Giving Grace. I'm your host, Alexandra Hansen, and I'm super excited about today's episode. Today is how to become a decision architect. Now, after owning several businesses and having a lot of irons in the fire, I would sometimes suffer from decision paralysis or um, decision fatigue. And so today I want to talk about some of those things and strategies you can do to overcome having to make decisions and kind of get in a routine of making decisions on the fly and in a confident manner so you don't suffer from fatigue, you don't suffer from paralysis. You know, on on a personal note, some of you might be married, some of you might be in a relationship and you have a partner where you can delegate things or you trust them to make a decision on your behalf. So that's super nice. Maybe in the business world, in your career or in your job or in the business you own, you have managers, you have associate managers, you have committees, you have boards to kind of help facilitate and make decisions for you. But what happens if we have to make decisions for ourselves or for our companies or for our families? Uh, you know, that we we can cultivate an effective way on how to make efficient and effective decisions. So I'm just jumping right in today. I'm sorry, guys, I'm not warming you up. I'm not buttering you up. We're just sliding right into this. So do you personally suffer from decision paralysis? Or do you, maybe perhaps you procrastinate on decision making. There comes a time in life where we, we become fatigued by making too many decisions, which is a symptom of decision paralysis. When we stall on making a decision, we oftentimes miss big opportunities life is trying to hand our way. And oftentimes we lose our flow and momentum in life. Now, I know personally, if I start getting bogged down with decisions or de- decision fatigue or paralysis by decision, my creativity is cut off because I'm not like in a momentum of life naturally. And oftentimes, if I also have like paralysis by decision, I miss a lot of really great opportunities that were meant for me, but because I couldn't make a decision on the fly, it ended up hindering me. So I, I kind of want to talk to you guys on a bigger scale of decision making. But for a moment, I'm going to talk a little bit on small decisions. And or if you are someone that is fatigued out, burnt out on making decisions, here's what I'm going to say. Start small. Start small. Just start making small decisions for yourself about what are you wearing today? What are you eating today? Maybe what kind of makeup you're going to wear? What are you doing with your free time today? These are really, really small decisions that you have to make that ultimately impact your day. But this is going to help you build momentum for decision making and build momentum for being in routine of making decisions on the fly. And I know it seems silly to make these small decisions. Or maybe if you're a working mama or a working parent, maybe you take the lead on making dinner tonight and you just make the decision, this is what we're having for dinner. I don't know about you guys, but for me, sometimes making the decision of what we're having for dinner seems like the biggest task in the world. And I know for my husband, when I ask him what he wants for dinner, it's just one more decision he has to make during his day. So I do try to take that off of his plate. But th- this is just to highlight small decisions. And this is to help get that momentum going again in your life. Is if you feel stalled out, burnt out, paralysis by decision, start small. Start small. Just start making small decisions. What this is ultimately going to do, I'll talk about this later in the podcast too, is you're establishing a relationship with yourself in terms of confidence. You're confident in what you decide and you stand behind what you are deciding. 
and we're using that word a lot today, decisions and deciding. I promise I'll, I'll try to keep it to a minimum. But that's what today's episode is about, is being an architect of your own decisions. Because it ultimately de- defines your life, essentially. So we've talked about small decision making. Get in a routine, get in a habit of just making small decisions on the fly so you can start to build that confidence with yourself. Most everything in life is about having an in-tune relationship with yourself, honestly. That's what a lot of things in life just boil down to. And sometimes we've just lost ourselves so much in society, just like by allowing the world to define us that we ultimately end up just not believing in ourselves or believing in our decision-making process and not having that confidence in ourselves. So I'm going to encourage you to work on that confidence with yourself. But let's talk big decision-making and what that process looks like. So this can be on a personal level and this can be on a business level. I find these tips and tricks help me. So I want to pass them along to you guys and kind of open up that discussion um, of decision-making with either your team, your spouse, a close friend, because uh, this can really hinder the trajectory and the momentum that you have going for your life. And we want to stop that. We want to turn you into an energy bus, an energy force to be reckoned with that's just going full steam ahead without any bumps or rocks or anything like that, okay? So step one, whenever I'm faced with a really, 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 really big decision, I have to understand both sides of the decision. For example, what happens if I do decision A? Or what happens if I do decision B? And I go through a pros and cons list of both sides. That way I can understand we can't always predict the future, but I can understand maybe what the outcome is going to be if I choose one or the other. I am a very type A person when it comes to making decisions. I want to make sure I'm making an informed decision. The flip side to that is what I will say. Here's the caveat to this, okay? Don't research a topic to death. It is going to exhaust you. It's going to confuse you more. I, I want you to do research and like understand things, but don't exhaust yourself on doing research because what I find for myself is I will just put off making a decision and giving myself a deadline to make a decision because I'm like, oh, I need more research. I'm using it as a scapegoat to not make a decision. So be disciplined and maybe set a timeline for yourself. Well, by this date, I will have this fully um, researched and I'll feel fully knowledgeable on this topic so I can make a decision by this date. Uh, Again, we're talking about big decisions here, big life or business decisions, okay? So number one, understand both sides of decisions. What happens if you do option A? What happens if you do option B, C, D, E? You guys get the picture. Just research and just understand the ins and outs of each decision. Number two, super important. Understand your goals in life or goals for your business. Have clearly defined goals. This is really, really, really important because if the decision does not align with your goals, that ultimately makes it an easy decision, okay? If it doesn't align with your morals, it does not align with what you're wanting to do with the goals you've set for yourself personally or within a business, then it's automatic now. And I've, I've said this in my previous podcast, if it is not a heck yes, and it should automatically be a heck no. And I don't know what it is. I'm probably going to be throwing this stat out there and it's not 100 correct, 100% correct. But it's like within, I think, five to 10 seconds of meeting someone for the first time, you've already formulated a subconscious decision of them as to whether or not you like them. Same thing. I feel like you know in your gut right away if you want to do something or not do something. And 
if that gets muddy for you because you haven't established a relationship of confidence with yourself, then break it down systematically. Does this decision, is this going to propel my goals forward or is it going to stagnate me a little bit? Okay. Now, sometimes we do have to make tough decisions that might be feel like a detour to our ultimate goals to get us back on track or to detour a little bit to get us to a different part of a business goal. I understand that. But in a more simplified way, if it doesn't align with your your end goal in mind or or business goal, it, it, it's just not for you. Again, if it's not a heck yes, it's a heck no. Also, another thing with number two, with understanding your goals. When you say yes to something, you're ultimately saying no to something else in your life. So is it worth that sacrifice? Is by making this decision worth saying yes to this thing in the area that it's going to hurt something else? Okay. Whenever you say yes to something in life, you're saying no to something else. So evaluate that too. Okay. What is going to suffer in your life as a result of saying yes to this? Okay. Or on the flip side, positive side of that, what's going to grow by you saying yes to this decision? Okay. So understand both sides of the decisions and understand your goals. Number three, consult individuals. Again, I know I've talked about this a little bit in the past too, but I haven't elaborated on it. Number three is consult individuals you trust. Number one, a friend or family member who knows you intimately well. And this is someone, and hopefully you have someone that has been in your life from a very long time. They've gone through every season with you. They've seen you grow. They understand your goals in life. They understand where you want to be within your marriage, within your relationship, with your kids, with your business, uh, personal aspirations, workout aspirations. They know where you want to be in life and they know who you've been through every season of your life. Okay. So number one, a friend or family member who knows you or understands your goals. Consult this individual. Ask them. Ask them what they think. Okay, they're oftentimes going to be like, well, consistently, this is what I've seen from you. And they're going to know you really well. Okay. The second person I would consult is either A, someone who's been in a similar situation as you to this decision you're having to make, or if it's a business decision, someone you respect in that business area who has what you want. I would not consult someone in business that is at the same chapter as me in my business or someone that is behind me in business. Always be finding mentors in life, my sweet friends. I want you guys to be surrounding yourselves with growth-minded people, people who have walked through what you've gone through, okay? So first person, friend or family, second person, someone who's been in a similar situation or someone you respect in that area of business someone who's preferably successful in that area of business, a mentor. Number three, the most important person when you're consulting individuals, the most important person, if you hear nothing else I say, this is the most important person you can ask yourself. Always check in with yourself because no one knows you better than you. And that goes back to building that relationship of confidence with yourself, building that momentum of decision-making with yourself. Really sit down and have a conversation with yourself. Is this going to align with what you want out of life? Okay. 
This next one, I feel, is crucial. This is number four. Okay, so number one, understand both sides of the decision. Number two, understand your goals in life or business. Number three, consult individuals, a friend, someone who is more successful than you in this area and yourself. Number four, you, I feel like you can work, work number four in a little bit of everywhere, but I like to put it as step number four because one, I understand both sides of the decisions. I know what my goals are in life and I've consulted a team of people that I trust. Okay. So at this point, I feel like I'm going to get as much information out of the people and resources that I need to be able to make a good decision, but I need to clear my mind before I make the decision. So number four is workout. Truthfully, go work out, go move your body, touch some grass, go for a hike, clear your lungs, clear your mind. And this is going to center you and forces you to check in with yourself. Oftentimes when we're working out or like in a gym setting or whatever, gymnastics, yoga, you have to be so in tune to your body. You have to be in tune to every muscle. You have to be in tune to your mindset and your mental fortitude. You have to be so in tune to your breathing. You are wholly centered when you're working out. Also, it releases endorphins. And I feel like endorphins help me make clear, concise decisions. So I highly, highly recommend when you have a really big decision to make, go work out. Go work out, don't think about it. And at the end of your workout or hike or whatever class, spin class, whatever you have going on, then think about your decision. In that moment, you are so clear-headed, you are so centered. What would this version, this clear-centered person version of yourself what would they decide? Okay. Step number five. And again, you can do this at the beginning if you'd like, but sometimes we need a little reality check for ourselves. Remove all emotion. If you're still muddied down and trying to make a decision, maybe by this point you've already made a decision. For those of you that haven't made a decision, by the time you get to number five, you need to sit down. And you need to write out the facts and you need to remove all emotion from the situation when there's a decision you're having to make with a close friend, close fa family person, or having to make a decision with people within your workplace or within a situation within your workplace. Take the emotion out of it. Write down the black, white, truth, hard facts. Facts can't have emotions. Facts are facts. Facts do not operate off of emotion. Okay. So remove all emotion from the situation and look at the facts of it, okay? This is really going to help you line out the truth of the situation, okay? So number one, understand both sides of the decision, A or B. Number two, understand your goals in life or business. Three, consult individuals, close family, someone who is in a similar situation or someone that is super successful at what you're going to do. And number three, yourself. Next thing you want to do is number four, work out. Check in with yourself, center yourself. Number five, Remove emotion. I know I am a highly emotional person, so that one's really important for me. And number six, commit and move on, honey. You've done as much research. You've done as much centering. You've built as much confidence as you're going to around this decision. Okay? Commit and move on. Do not bellyache over your decision. Do not bellyache over your decision at all. We have to get comfortable in life with several things. Confidence in ourselves and making the right decision the first time. Okay, we're so in tune to ourselves and we have the confidence that we are going to make the right decision the first time. Honestly, unless it's a moral debacle, I don't believe there's a right and wrong decision in life. 
Okay, I think that there are going to be different paths. There are going to be a multitude, thousands, millions of paths you can take in life. They're going to give different outcomes or maybe a lot of these are going to have the same outcome. Okay, there's no such thing as a right and wrong decision in life. It's just a different path in life. As soon as you can like boil it down to that, it's like quit making it about a right and wrong, but rather just one adventure or another adventure, it suddenly takes the stress off yourself. You can't think about the what ifs about each decision because what ifs are these fictitious things and we want to base our life off of evidence. One thing that I have gotten out of the habit of doing that I used to do is when I had a decision I had to make and I was running these scenarios through my head is I would make make up stories in my head. I'd be like, okay, this is for sure how this is going to play out. And I'd snowball. And then this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is gonna... Do you know how many variables have to line up in life for that scenario that I played out in my head to have to work? I was wasting so much energy making up these scenarios in my head for all these decisions I was going to have to make that probably would have never even come to fruition. The stars wouldn't have lined up that way. The universe is vast. Okay. So when you're making a decision, don't think about it as a right and wrong decision. Think of it as adventure A or adventure B because we don't know what lies behind each door in life. Okay. Once you've commit, move on. Confidence is a super huge tool. Say that you made decision A and it doesn't work out. You have to have confidence in yourself that you know you're going to be just fine with however it plays out. You trust yourself enough to say, okay, say making decision A doesn't work out in my favor. I have enough confidence in myself to A, either figure it out or B, gain the knowledge, have the knowledge to make it out of the situation. That is about having full trust with yourself. Be like, okay, I'm going to embrace this new adventure. I'm not going to fall flat on my haves, but I might learn new things in the process because I'm open to the possibility that I might have to learn something new. I might have to be adaptable. I might have to open my narrow vision of thinking. At the end of the day, your decisions are your decisions. And you have to ask yourself, however it plays out, do I trust myself enough to navigate a new experience, to navigate a new adventure? That's all it is. Oftentimes, I feel like we put way too much pressure on ourselves to make decisions. And oftentimes, they're not even life-changing decisions. For example, what you're having for dinner. Okay? Break these down. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Okay? One bite at a time. Again, think of it as adventure A or adventure B. Not right decision versus wrong decision. Okay? Here's the deal, guys. If you aren't making decisions in your life or you have become so tuned out of making decisions and are on autopilot, who in the world is steering the ship of your life? Who is giving your life direction and meaning? Who? Being on autopilot is, I'm sorry, I'm going to get heated about this. Being on, on autopilot in life, is a real disservice to yourself. And what a waste of time and what a waste of your energy and what a waste of your existence. I'm calling you to action. Wake up, make decisions, be active in being an architect of your life. Decision-making doesn't have to be scary or overwhelming. 
You have to change your mindset around making decisions. This is quite literally how you are able to become the architect of your life. What social situations you put yourself in? What kind of friends do you keep near you? What risks you take to gain momentum on your dreams? These are the big decisions. And you get to be blessed with the opportunity to write that story. Every decision affects the outcome in your life. And that sounds like a really heavy weight to put on your shoulders. No, that is such an exciting thing because you're writing your own story. Sometimes when I'm having a hard time making a decision, I either I journal or I sit down with myself outside touching some grass because it's good for you, it's good for the soul. Sometimes I like to look at myself like a person in a story I'm writing. Okay, what kind of qualities does this character have? What kind of qualities do I have? And I make myself kind of like a third person in the story I'm writing. What dreams, aspirations, and goals do I want to see for this character? And how can I write her story to reflect those successes? Okay, if this is a big decision you're making and you're writing this in a book, what decision is ultimately going to help this character in the book reach the goals and achievements they want to have in life? This isn't only going to help outline goals, but it will help you define and filter through how to make decisions. It's going to make it so much easier if you think about yourself in the third person in terms of what goals and stuff. And it's, when you think about yourself in the third person, you're thinking about like writing a story for this person or for yourself in this third person. I don't know why it makes it so much easier for me to make decisions. Because the book will write itself, right? The book of life ultimately you know, writes itself. But if I can kind of look at myself as a character and, 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 and make those decisions for myself, it makes it so easy for me to filter what, how I'm going to make decisions. Does this decision ultimately steer my character's ship towards obtaining her goals? Yes or no? It's that easy, my sweet friends. It's that easy. So I want to encourage you to take back the ship of your life, quit getting stressed out, having decision paralysis. If you get decision paralysis, take it step by step, sweet friend. Start making the small decisions. Start gaining that momentum. Make decisions for yourself. Make decisions for your family. Make decisions in your business, big or small. Gain that momentum. Build that confidence relationship with yourself. And then start going through the big checklist when you start taking on bigger responsibility in terms of decision making it. Filter it through understanding both sides. Filter it through understanding your goals. Consult the people necessary. Work out. Get in tune with yourself. Remove the emotion from the situation and commit and move on. Bless and release. This is the decision I'm doing. I'm moving on with my life. I've made this decision because I know it aligns with my goals. I've made this decision because I'm so in tune to myself. I know this ultimately is going to get me to where I need to be in life and where I hope to be and where I dream to be. Okay? It is about adventure A or adventure B. It's not about right and wrong. So here's your writing prompt this week. What would an older, wiser version of yourself that has your dream life say about the decision you're presently having to make? How would a wiser, older, successful version of you advise you? How would they advise you? That's your writing prompt. What would an older, wiser version of you 
say and advise you? How would they advise you? Okay, your ending quote of the day. May your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears. Nelson Mandela. May your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears. Oh, that's so good. And that perfectly sums up today's episode. May your decisions be wrapped in confidence and love to reflect the ambitions you have for your life. Do not let fear have a chokehold on the life you are destined and meant to have, my sweet friends. You know where to find me, givinggracepodcast at gmail.com. Should you need to reach out to me, Giving Grace Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. If there are guests you'd like to see me have on, I have a few really fun guests coming up that I'm super excited about. But if there are topics you want me to discuss, if there's questions you want answered, anything like that, go ahead and reach out to me. Guys, please like and share my podcast. I would love to share my message with more people. And I appreciate all of you that are listening. I hope you have the best week. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear next week's episode. Have a great week, sweet friends. Mm -hmm.